You're listening to the Terry and Jesse show. My name is Jesse Romero. I'm, I'm out of town. I'm in a hotel over here in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado, the Olympic Training Center. I'm here doing a parish mission. We're going to have a great show today. I've got uh, Michael Hitchborn, a good friend of mine. He's going to be on in a couple of minutes on the second segment. He's got a lot to talk about. Michael Hitchborn is uh, one of those great investigative reporters in the Catholic Church that is an absolute whistleblower. This guy is uh, this guy's committed to, to helping clean up Holy Mother Church. This guy's in love with the church, and uh, he's going to be on the second segment. Just want to remind you that for Catholics, the month of, the month of March is devoted to St. Joseph, patron saint of workers, families, homes, and a happy death. It's, it's interesting to think of it this way. Remember, February was devoted to the Holy Family. So now in March... Uh, uh, March is devoted to St. Joseph, who is head of that family. The way I typically end my prayers, I'll say, St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. I always invoke him, his patriarchal protection, especially at such a time as this right now, uh, this diabolical disorientation that we're living in, and this age of confusion, and now we are in a war, which could actually become World War III if the globalists have their way. I want to give you a couple of good news items, and I also want to talk, give you the gospel of the day. So let's start. By the way, my partner, Terry Barber, is on do some apostolic work. Uh, Terry's uh, just a man that's committed to the gospel 24-7, so uh, he's always grinding it out. Terry's not a guy that uh, you're going to find in the golf course. You're not going to find him, uh, uh, you know, basking in the sun, drinking a margarita and the, and the signs of Cancun. Terry, Terry is a, a church militant type of guy. He's always working for Holy Mother, the church. So, give you a couple of good news items before we give you, I give you the gospel today. A couple of good news items. Now, in Washington, D.C., this uh, happened yesterday. It's reported, this is being reported yesterday. There was an outcry by, uh, by pro-lifers, and so the city scraps plan for a pro for for an abortion provider appreciation day. Can you imagine that? Washington DC was going to usher in an abortion provider appreciation day. Well, the good news is there was a the huge pushback. There was the hue and cry people said no way. So the Alexandria City Council yesterday, uh, yesterday will no longer be considering a resolution to honor abortionists after the city's mayor pulled the item from the agenda for the March 8th meeting, which would have been today. He said, quote, the proclamation has now been pulled from the agenda on Tuesday at my request, said Mayor Justin Wilson, who's a Democrat, in an email that was obtained by the website The Daily Wire. The docket for the legislative meeting of the, of the Alexandria City Council no longer includes item 7, which was to abortion, uh, to honor abortionists. Again, this would have designated March 10th as Abortion Provider Appreciation Day. Are you kidding me? But thankfully, Alexandria's Catholic community immediately spoke out against the proposed proclamation. Good for you. God bless you. Uh, my hat's off to you. Kudos to you Catholics in Washington, uh, D.C., who stood up against the machine. Also, this one is for your need-to-know file. A little embarrassing, but hey, 
This is the only way we're going to purify Holy Mother Church. In Buenos Aires, Argentina, where Pope Francis is from, an Argentine court on Friday sentenced a Roman Catholic bishop to four and a half years in prison for sexual abuse of two former seminarians and also for having porn on his cell phone. Now, this is sad, but this is true. This was a major blow to Pope Francis because they were good friends. And Pope Francis had actually defended Archbishop Gustavo Zanqueta following the initial allegations. But evidently, the evidence was so overwhelming that the Vatican had to cut ties with this, with this guy. And uh, they fed him to the, to the secular wolves. And now he'll be sitting in a prison cell in Argentina for four and a half years for being a sexual predator. Now, here you, let me give you some good news here. This is, uh, this is for your, uh, your good news file. The Florida, State, the Florida Senate passed a historic pro-life bill yet, uh, Thursday, last week, to protect unborn babies by banning abortion after 15 weeks. Definitely a step in the right direction. By the way, Russia has the same ban. They protect unborn babies after 15 weeks. So Russia and Florida, again, tracking in the right direction in that regard. Uh, the Clinton News Network, the CNN, reports the state Senate voted 23 to 15 along party lines to get final approval of the Reducing Fetal and Infant Mortality Act, House Bill Number 5. So it now goes to Governor Ron DeSantis, who's a pro-life Republican, for his signature. And uh, Senator Kelly Stargill, a Republican from Lakeland, she said the following quote. I'd never, I never dreamed I'd be standing here today, but actually being able to save the life of babies, close quote. Senator Kelly Stargill, Republican from Lakeland, said, God is so good, close quote. So the legislation is going to go into effect July 1st. This bans abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, with the exceptions. If the mother's life is at risk or the unborn baby has a fatal disorder, it also includes measures to reduce infant mortality and a requirement that abortion facilities report suspected human trafficking cases to the state. Now, of course, we would, uh, we would, in a perfect world, we would want abortion abolished entirely. That's going uh, to mean that we're going to have to convert everybody. We have to convert these pagans, these secular humanists, these, these rhinos, these, these Democrats, these fake Catholics. It's going to take the conversion of the heart, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in season and out of season. Let's go to the gospel of the day. Matthew chapter 6, verse 7 to 15. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Today's gospel, our Lord Jesus Christ teaches us, our Father. It says, Jesus said to his disciple, by the way, the word disciple means a student of the master. He says, in praying, do not babble like the pagans who, thinks they, who think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your father know, knows what you need before you ask him. Now, what does our Lord Jesus Christ mean by that? In the Old Testament, the pagans, number one, they didn't pray from the heart, okay? They just prayed, basically, it was more of a, this rote ritual. You say a lot of words to these pagan deities, and these pagan deities are going to give you what you ask for. So there was no prayer from the heart. And again, they were just babbling a bunch of words, more like a formula to get the pagan deity uh, to hear them and to respond to their plea. 
But our Lord Jesus Christ says to the disciples, he says this, this is how you are to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you forgive their, if you forgive men their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions, the gospel of the Lord. Very simple. Nobody's going to go to heaven who holds, who has hatred in their heart for another human person. You won't go to heaven. If you have hatred and lack of forgiveness, bitterness, resentment for another human being, I don't care who it is, mother-in-law, sister, brother, mom, man, I don't care who it is, you're not going to go to heaven. Who said that? I didn't. Jesus said that. Why? If you don't forgive somebody else here on planet Earth that's offended you, Jesus said God the Father is not going to forgive you. Guess what? If God the Father doesn't forgive you of your sins, guess what? You don't go to heaven. You go to hell. This is important. I have a lot of people that don't like me. I forgive everybody. <laughs> I, don't let, I don't let anybody rent space in my head. I'm too strong for that. I'm, too just, I'm just too intellectually and faithfully strong for that. I don't let anybody that hates me and their legion to rent space in my head. I release all of them completely to the hands of God that God may do with them as he wills and that they may find the Lord Jesus Christ and find uh, healing and forgiveness one day in Jesus' name. Hey, uh, Michael Hitchburn is going to be up next. We're going to be uh, talking about uh, his, uh, he's been threatened by the Association of United States Catholic Priests. Uh, we'll find out who they are. But Michael's a fighter. Uh, before we go on to Michael, I just want to mention two things. One of the things that I was, that I've struggled with for years, I've overcome it because I, I'm preaching every weekend, but I used to like, like to watch fights, boxing, UFC. There's a saint that's near and dear to my heart. I just discovered him in my Magnificat. His name's St. Elpius, Elipius. He was, a, he, also, he was also a bishop. St. Elipius was a dear friend of St. Augustine. And like St. Augustine, St. Augustine was tempted. His weakness was unchastity. St. Elipius, his was, he liked to watch violence. He liked to watch the gladiator matches, blood sports. He had this morbid fascination. And God broke him of it because he came to faith in Christ. God broke me of that. I don't really watch UFC anymore. I don't really watch boxing because I'm busy preaching on the weekends. But all I can say is at least there's another saint that I can identify with. St. Elipius, pray for me. Pray for all of us that like to watch, uh, have a morbid fascination with violence. Pray for us. All right. My name is Jess Romero. I'm uh, riding solo today in the Lord's Gym. I'm your spiritual fitness trainer. Up next, Michael Hitchborn. We'll be right back. Got, to, uh, got a cool interview with Michael. This guy's a fighter. This guy's a stud. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. I'd like to welcome my friend, my brother in Christ. I, I consider this guy one of the Catholic street fighters in the church today. This guy, if I were going down an alley to face off against the devil and a couple of demons, 
Michael Hitchborn is one guy that I would be taking with me for sure. Michael, welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Thanks so much, Jesse. I don't know if I can live up to your introduction, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael, you, you know what? Uh, I consider you definitely one of the best investigative reporters in the Catholic Church. You're always breaking. Uh, you know, you, you don't read the news. You make the news. You, you're always making the news. And and, and now, well, you've got uh, uh, another challenge. Uh, you know, your, your life is one challenge after another because, again, you're just a faithful soldier of Christ. So tell us a little bit about what happened. There's an organization called the AUSCP uh, that stands for, uh, what does it stand for? It's a, they're, they're the little Catholic association. priests, right? Yeah, the Association of United States Catholic Priests. So you've been monitoring them. You've been putting out articles and warning people that these guys put on heretical statements. And these guys, finally, yes, they got fed up that, that you were, uh, that you were uh, you know, basically you're monitoring them and they send you a letter and they tell you, knock it off, cease and desist, you know, uh, quit picking on us and all that stuff. Tell us what happened with, with this organization. Well, first of all, who is the association of these U.S. Catholic priests? Who are they? So the AUSCP got formed in 2011. Uh, they're basically the call to action crowd uh, updated. Um, they, the holdovers, the holdovers, probably the yeah. holdovers of call to action. And okay. I mean, these guys are ancient, most of them. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they they boast a membership of around 1500 priests. The real problem, though, as much as I would love to just kind of laugh at the fact that these guys are ancient and the biological option will take place within the next five years. But um, the fact of the matter is that they really do have the ear of bishops. Mm. Uh, they've got several bishops who are members. They've got participants who are bishops and cardinals in this country. Cardinal Supich, Archbishop, or now Cardinal Gregory. Um, so they, Bishop Stowe in Lexington, he's an actual member. Archbishop John Wester in Santa Fe, New Mexico, is actually uh, the AUSCP's liaison to the USCCB. So they've got access. That's a big problem. Uh, and uh, about a month ago, we did a story on these guys because they were listed on the Vatican's Synod on Synodality Resources website. Mm. And uh, the, the headline of the article <laughs> was the Synod's Backdoor for Heretics. In other words, we were basically <laughs> saying, you know, uh, the Synod has opened the way for heretics to get access to. Uh, to these bishops and priests and whatever. Now, over the course of the last five years, as I've investigated the AUSCP, we've prom we, we've exposed the fact that they're pushing women's ordination to the diaconate big time. They work very closely with the Women's mm -hmm. Ordination Conference, which is all about women priests. Uh, they work very closely with Future Church, which is a heretical mm, yeah. uh, pro-women's ordination group, and they also work very closely with Voice of the Faithful. These are all their friends. Uh, they've also taken official stances, uh, and I'll read you just two. In 2016, they, they formally passed a resolution in support of women's ordination to the diaconate, and the recommendation was, quote, that the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops request amendment of canon 1024 which restricts valid sacred ordination to baptized males alone 
Now, I don't know about you, but when I see something like that, I go, hmm, well, they're talking about deacons, but what else does that open the door for? Oh, priests. Hmm. That was immediately followed by a resolution. I have no idea if the resolution was passed or not, but it was immediately followed by the next resolution, which was, quote, be it resolved that the Association of United States Catholic Priests call for a study and an open discussion for the ordination of women and married men to the priesthood. Uh, so if you're going to have a discussion on something, what's your intention, Jesse? Well, obviously, you, you want uh, that discussion. You want it to come to fruition. You want to make uh, that discussion uh, something that's uh, ordinary in policy. Logically speaking, but these people don't like to follow logic because they hide in illogic and cloudy areas. So, Michael, <laughs> the, 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 these groups, again, these are the holdovers from call to action. They just take in different names. Call to action, I think it started in, in the 70s in Detroit, Michigan. 76. Um, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 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 the, these are all. They would go under what we would call under the umbrella. They're modernists. They're just classic yeah. modernists. What the, what what the, the Pope a hundred years ago just about warned us about these people, and they're here in full living color, and you're exposing them, and they are they are upset at you, right? Oh, they're very upset. So <laughs> I've been calling them an heretical organization for years. I show up <laughs> at their uh, events. I, I don't know if I showed you the video, but when we went to Santa Fe uh, to uh, to show up for their event, the guy that was coordinating it, uh, Rod DeGaro, great guy, he uh, he actually hired a mariachi band, and we walked through the through the hallway with a mariachi band and a crucifix in the front, and there were all kinds of signs saying, you know, stop being heretics, stop promoting uh, women's ordination. You know, Archbishop Wester, why are you feeding our sheep to the wolves? That kind of thing. So it was it was great. They were livid. They were absolutely livid, but they couldn't do anything about it because we had actually rented out the room next to their presentation oh. room in order to have our own presentation. Oh, yeah. wow. They weren't happy. Uh, they also weren't happy about the fact that I went around and I photographed their vending booths. You know, they had Dignity USA there. They had, um, oh, what's the other one? Uh, New Ways Ministry. And they had all these, uh, several of these priests, which you wouldn't recognize as priests because they're wearing, you know, flip-flops and, and uh, Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, They, they were wearing rainbow pins. So it, it's pretty clear what their agenda was. Um, so I've been calling them an heretical organization for years. I've been crashing their party for a couple of years now. <laughs> and the other thing is you've got to invite me next time. I didn't know you're crashing their party. Every oh year. yeah. Well, they're going to be in Baltimore. next time. Okay. You bet. You bet. <laughs> Give me the so dates. The other thing that they're upset about is the fact that, um, they, uh, they, they got mad when I went through their program book and I figured out who was sponsoring their assemblies. And one of them was cross Catholic outreach. Another one was unbound. So I wow. went to wow. unbound. Yeah. Yep. Whoa. I so, so I went directly to those organizations and I said, do you realize what these people are promoting? And uh, I went through it. Cross Catholic did the right thing. They said, you know what? We're no longer going to associate with a USCP unbound said, uh, we're going to stick it out. 
And as a result, they lost a whole bunch of support. And I am told that this year Unbound is backing out and not supporting the AUSCP's annual assembly. I don't have confirmation of that yet. I'm hoping to get some. You let me know when you find out. I will. Text me. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, uh, the bottom line is they're mad. They're really mad because what I'm doing is I'm, I'm attacking their effectiveness and I'm attacking their, their money. So they're having a hard time getting uh, underwriters for their events (laughs) and they're having a hard time getting access because well, I've labeled them heretics. So they sent me a cease and desist letter and this cease and desist letter was basically, uh, you know, uh, only the Pope can call us heretics. You, you can't, we're, we're priests in good standing. (laughs) Really? Uh, if they're priests in good standing, then why did Bishop Daniel Thomas, who is the Bishop of the Toledo diocese where their headquarters is, why did he issue a letter of excommunication for one of their representatives, a woman named Beverly Bingle, because she had attempted ordination to the priesthood. And in that letter, uh, Bishop Daniel Thomas called the AUSCP a source of grave scandal due to the confusion and or a, a, a source of grave concern due to the confusion and scandal that they have caused. Now, as far as I can tell, an organization that's in good standing with the bishops and good standing with the church doesn't have their local ordinary calling them a source of scandal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so the, so the, these guys, uh, they, they, they've obviously insulated themselves by aligning themselves with some, again, just some modernist bishops some leftist bishops uh, to take some cover from people like yourself and, you know, people that would expose them. I guess uh, they're, they're trying to say, Hey, but Bishop so-and-so speaks at our conference. And uh, the fact is, this is, this is the infiltration of the church that uh, we've been warned about. This is modernism. Michael, I'm glad you're out there doing this. What's up? What do you think the future of this group is? You think, Oh, they're dying out. I don't think they're, they're reproducing. Uh, you think, I mean, is there any young people that are coming into the, AUSCP, you see a you know throngs of young men and women coming into this organization, or their days. No, numbered? I they they have a few younger priests, um, but most of these guys are seventy plus. Um, that said, I don't think that their aim is is recruitment. I think their aim, their aim. I think their aim is to up to basically flip the tables of the church. Okay. So they don't really care if they last a long time. They want to leave a legacy by changing the church's teaching on sexuality and by changing the church's teaching on the priesthood. Uh, One of the things that I've exposed is the fact that the AUSCP has a proposed plan for what they call priestless parishes. And this idea of priestless parishes, they say, well, you know, we've got a you know, a a vocations crisis. We don't have enough priests to go around and minister to everybody. So what we ought to do is uh, allow for one priest to be in charge of, say, six parishes. And he would basically go around uh, week to week, and he would consecrate just a month's supply of hosts, keep them in the tabernacle, and then a lay minister could lead Eucharistic 
uh, whatever, a Eucharistic, not liturgy, but um, okay, they call it a paraliturgy. I think they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a and and then they could dis- distribute communion that way. In that regard, uh, and and then they talk about well, then and because uh, we don't have enough deacons, maybe we should have female deacons, and that that basically creates the de facto structure for an opening to women's ordination to the priesthood. So you can see their plan in place. And Michael, they get you could, so mad Michael, when I point this out. The truth be told, they know that right now they have a lot of friends in the Vatican. Yes. So they, they, they figure, you know, right now the time, the time to strike is now while the iron is hot. Right now we have people that are very inclined towards our position in the highest places of the church. Michael, I want to continue this. Uh, you're listening to Michael Hitchborn. This is the Terry and Jesse show. We're talking about his investigative reporting on the Association of U.S. Catholic Priests. This is hilarious. I love it. Uh, stick around. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come back with Michael Hitchborn from the Lepanto Institute. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. I've got my friend Michael Hitchborn on with me on the line, and Michael seems to be a pebble in the shoe of the ASUCP. Uh, Michael's been doing investigative reporting on these guys for years. These guys are classic modernist, liberal, progressive ideologues. They feel that right now the time to strike when they have uh, a friend in, in the Vatican, or, or the Vatican is very friendly towards their positions of, uh, again, Priestless parishes, women's ordination, uh, you know, all the heretical propositions that they that they propose. Uh, Michael, so what's uh, they hit you with a, a cease and desist letter. So what happens from here? Well, uh, they sent me a cease and desist letter, but they also opened the door to further dialogue. And I said, well, OK, let's have a conversation. Now, I think that they expected that dialogue would come in the form of a, co- a phone call or maybe a sit-down conversation at coffee. No, I figured that the best kind of dialogue is something that is written. They sent me a letter, so I'll send them a letter back. There, we're dialoguing, right? <laughs> so I wrote a seven-page response to their one-page letter, and the, I broke it down into two sections. The first on the question of women's ordination, and the second on the question of heresy, because they said, you can't call us a heretical organization. Uh, that's slander. That's defamation. So these are legal terms. Uh, and um, you you can't say that we formally have adopted uh, the proposal that uh, we support women's ordination to the priesthood. So uh, I went through past articles and other information that I had readily available And I put together a a list of examples of things that they have done, which are very clear supports for women's ordination. And then I said, given these statements and actions, we're sure the AUSCP can understand why one can walk away with the impression that the (laughs) AUSCP is endorsing women's ordination to the priesthood. However, this could be a misperception of ours, so we're willing to allow for the AUSCP to make a formal declaration on this matter, and we request that they answer the following three questions with a simple yes or no. 
Question one, does the AUSCP believe that women's that the ordination of women to the priesthood is possible? Question two, does the AUSCP desire or hope for the Catholic Church to open the way for women to be ordained to the priesthood? And question three, does the AUSCP believe that the ordination of women to the diaconate is a possible path toward women being ordained to the priesthood? We look forward to direct, unqualified yes or no answers to these questions. So the reason we did it this way is that because the AUSCP is threatening legal action, they closed their letter by saying, we're waiting for further instruction from our lawyer. Hmm. But because they sent me a letter allowing for dialogue, and I responded with questions saying, here's what I've seen you do and say, here are the questions that we have directly pertaining to this situation. We've afforded them an opportunity to deny their support to women's ordination to the priesthood. They're not going to do it. I can guarantee they're not going to do it. Um, but what this does, it puts them in a corner. It forces them to answer the question. Uh, otherwise, they can't move forward with legal action. I gave them an opportunity to clarify. So legally, if they're going to go forward with a lawsuit regarding um, slander and defamation. And because I asked for clarification, uh, they either have to answer and thereby alienate their base and alienate all of their supporters <laughs> and their mission, or they have to, uh, simply ignore it and not move forward with their lawsuit. So it's a, it's a, it's a loss for them either way. You got them between a rock and a hard place. You, you remind me of, uh, uh, in, 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 in boxing, when you got somebody in the corner and you're just working them over, uh, they're, they're in the corner doing the Muhammad Ali rope a dope. You're, you're, you're just, you're just pounding these guys. Yeah. I read the letters. I read their letters. I read your letters, uh, your letters. I mean, yours were head and head and shoulders. Uh, I mean, far superior in content and, and, and doctrine and evidence. I mean, Michael, you, you, you wrote like a lawyer. You, you, I think you missed your call and you probably could have been a, uh, an, an incredible crack lawyer, but I'm glad you're doing what you're doing because we need soldiers like you on the church. So where do you think this is going to go? It's going to be a big nothing burger. They're going to drop it. They're going to say, you know what? This guy, this guy basically checkmated us. What do you think is going to happen next with the AUSCP, this heretical organization? Uh, in terms of this letter, they're going to do nothing. Um, okay. At this point, they, they're, they're stuck because they, uh, they can't answer these questions uh, with clear church teaching. It's impossible for them. So they're going to have to abandon this mode of action. But I do think that they're going to try to find ways to block me from showing up at their annual events. Uh, they really hate it when I show up for those. So um, they're going to try and, and bar my ability to be there. We'll see how that works out. Um, but that in the meantime, I'm going to continue investigating them, exposing what they're doing and uh, exposing their agenda, because quite honestly, I love my church and I can't stand the fact that there are a bunch of heretical old men from the 1970s who are trying to do what the what they couldn't accomplish right after the Vatican Council, yeah. where they wanted to upend all of church teaching and, and turn the church into something that she's not. You're right. This is a. Uh... This is exactly the uh, 
those that I would consider the the prostitutes that came out of Vatican II and that bachelor's party cake, these are these prostitutes still running around trying to destroy our church. Uh, 60 years after the council, they figured Vatican II, you know, we we didn't get our, we didn't go far enough. And mm-hmm. this is our chance to strike, especially right now. Again, they just, I think they just see kind of a weak USCCB. I think they see a weak Roman Curia. Uh, I think they see a, a, a weak papacy or at least friendly to them, friendly towards modernism. And, uh, you know, we have right now people in high places in our church that don't like uh, conservative rigidity. And who knows, maybe you and I may be considered those conservative rigid, rigid Catholics as well. Uh, so uh, so what's, what's your next step? You're just going to sit on it and just wait it out? Oh, uh, for, for this particular letter, I've, I've done my damage. I actually okay. sent them a seven page letter back. I don't expect to receive a response. Um, if I do, I'll be pleasantly surprised. It'll continue the fun. Um, but, uh, in terms of everything else, we'll just continue with our investigations, continue exposing Catholic relief services, for instance, right now is their rice bowl campaign. Uh, we've put together a flyer that, uh, people can download, uh, the, that basically exposes what CRS is up to. There's a link to um, our page, our, our information page on CRS that they can go to and see all of the different things that we've written on them. Yeah, Michael, how can people get a hold of you and your organization and support you? And how can they listen to you? I know you've got a weekly podcast. Uh, how can they get a hold of you and, and listen to Michael Hitchborn? So if they go to our website, Lepanto, that's L-E-P-A-N-T-O-I-N lepantoin.org. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. Just click the little bar that says newsletter at the top. Uh, you can take a look at our charities reports list. We have a list of over 80, I think almost 90 organizations that we've vetted that uh, people can look at and see which ones are safe or not safe to give to. And if you'd like to give us a donation, the donation link is right there at the top of the page. Big help. Um, and then we do open our um, uh, our podcast once a month to the general public, but that comes in the form of the email. So sign up for the newsletter. Awesome. Uh, so what's uh, so these guys, the AUS, AUSCP, they have an annual conference, different, different locations around the country. And I guess you've been following them, right? Oh yeah. I, I went to their <laughs> one in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, or, or actually it was in Albuquerque. I went to Albuquerque <laughs> and uh, then they had one in uh, Minneapolis. I went to their Minneapolis one. And they were surprised to see me there. Um, there was one do they, other. Do they draw a lot of people? Do they draw a lot of people? Uh, I would say that there are two or 300 people there. Okay. All right. Typically. Probably peop- yeah. Probably people that have, uh, you know, that uh, are, are, are ready to, to, to go to their exit interview with Jesus. Uh, most of them have walkers. Yeah, yeah that's what I figured. <laughs> so, uh, hey, uh, Michael, thanks a lot for coming on. And, uh, once again, let people know how they can get help support you, how they can get a hold of your newsletter, your website. Uh, let people know about the good work that Lepanto Institute is doing. Once again, our website is Lepanto, L-E-P-A-N-T-O-I-N.org. So it's Lepantoin.org. Go to our website, sign up for the newsletter. The link is at the top. You can drop us a donation because we are 100% donor-driven. Um we, we don't have uh, merchandise, really a whole lot of merchandise. Um, so we, we 
we are primarily donor driven and uh, we don't get money from the government or anybody else, which uh, <laughs> makes makes life poor, but but cheerful. You don't get CCP money. You don't get uh, federal money from uh, from uh, Joe Biden. Right. Uh, an elected Joe Biden. Hey, it was what when did Lepanto Institute start and uh, what was the goal when you saw Lepanto? What was the focus or what is the focus? Sure. We started in 2015, uh, actually January of 2015. And the purpose of the Lepanto Institute it was born out of the investigations that I was doing when I was working for the for uh, American Life League back in the early 2000s. Uh, and what I discovered while I was working there, because I was doing some investigations and some research, and I found that the Catholic Campaign for Human Development was regularly giving hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars to organizations that are promoting abortion, homosexuality, contraception, and uh, Marxism. And I was horrified. So I actually put together a series of reports. I met with bishops. I showed them the information. And uh, a lot of the bishops were horrified. Most of them didn't know what to do about it. And they just kind of, it fell away. But we founded the Lepanto Institute based on the research that we do so that we can show people what is safe to give to and what is not safe to give to in terms of charities. Michael, uh, we're so glad you're out there, brother. God bless you. Go to the Lepanto Institute. uh, If you want to know what organizations are safe, which are not safe. Thank you very much. We'll have you on soon. God bless you, Mike. Keep the faith. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. To a clip of a movie that's coming out. It's called Father Stew. And uh, I want to give kudos to Mark Wahlberg, who's an A-list actor, and Mel Gibson, both of them are starring in this movie, and uh, I want you to hear the clip that I want to make some comments about the movie. Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip? Hey, everyone. I'm Mark Wahlberg. I am so excited to share with you the trailer for my new movie, Father Stu. I found his story to be so inspiring that I knew I had to find a way to bring it to the big screen. Here's the trailer to Father Stu. I figured it out. Yeah. Seventh time's a charm. I'm being actor. Oh, God. You don't belong with those L.A. folks. They're a bunch of fascist hippies. What brings you here? And I figured no better place to be discovered than the supermarket. Hey, did I see you on a television series? You do movies? You don't work in the entertainment industry at all? No, man. You still know you're fussing with this truck? I'm the son. I'm just borrowing it. I reckon it's a few months worth of cleanups on aisle four to pay off a DUI impound. What can I get for you, miss? I got beef. I can see that. Hey! Hey! Let's not waste either of our time. I'm a Catholic. Well, ain't that what confession's for? You can't date someone who isn't baptized. I thought you was gonna say Hispanic. Where's the water? I'll do it now. I know I'm not what you used to, but not what you deserve either. Life's gonna give you a gut full of reasons to be angry. You only need one to be grateful. God saw something in you worth saving, but it's up to you to decide what you've got to offer. It's the place you told me you believed in me. I thought it makes sense being back here to do this. 
Your son is about to make a huge mistake. Well, I'm gonna be a priest. For Halloween. Mm. I'm praying for you, Bill. Don't you dare. You're violating my rights. There's a man going around taking names. We've all been wrong, and we've all done some wrong. But he came to forgive us. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There's no easy way to deliver this news. You have a progressive muscle disorder. The muscles weaken until they cease to function. Is there anything it doesn't mess with? Yeah, erectile function. I'm trying to be a priest, pal. The wise men will bow down before the throne. I want no, I want no doubt. Why? And at his feet, they'll cast their golden crown. Man don't lose when he gets knocked down, but when he won't get up. Ah, baby. There is concern amongst the diocese that your infirmity will render you unable to be a priest. Listen to the words long written down. What you guys get, one phone call a week in here? Who you gonna call, huh? When no one else gives a shit what you got to say, God does. When the man comes around. He ain't giving up on you. Don't you dare go giving up on yourself. Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing. Where are you going? Well, I gotta get your ass to church on time. Who are you here to visit, sir? Father Stu. You and everybody else. When the man comes around. I wish you can pray for an easy life. But the strength to endure a difficult one. Well, you can't say I never gave you nothing. Yeah, I skipped over thanking you. Went straight to the source. Exclusively in movie theaters. So this movie, Father Stu, this is this is something that we Catholics, we need uh, a cold glass of water right now. This is a breath fresh of air, something coming out from Hollywood. I know it's not a Hollywood production. It's, you know, it's being made by a small production company that Mark Wahlberg is in contact with. They're friends of his. They filmed this in Los Angeles, California. The production company, uh, Palm Drive Productions. Uh, it, the release date is April 13th here in the U.S. Uh, that's next month. April 13th is the release date. And you got two A-list actors that have, again, uh, these guys are strong Catholics. Mel Gibson, Mark Wahlberg. They've joined together. They've joined forces together. And, uh, and, and these guys are trying to do something to bring inspiration because a lot of Catholics right now feel beat down. So apparently this is a true story. This follows the life of a priest called Father Stuart Long. He was from the state of Montana. He was, uh, you know, as a kid, he was a, a boxer who turned priest. And he inspired countless peoples during his journey because after that accident that you saw that he had when he hit a car with a motorcycle, he developed some type of illness, and uh, and instead of just again and just cursing God and dying, as it says in the book of Job, what uh, Job Job's wife said to Job, uh, he turned this illness into a, 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 just an ability to just offer himself as a living sacrifice to God, what we would call redemptive suffering, and and he was very effective again with prison prisoners and guys on the street because he could really identify with them. And so I think this this movie is going to have a huge boon here in the U.S. I think it's going to be it's going to help a lot of people in the body of Christ. I can't wait to go watch it. As I'm looking at some of the comments of people that are that have replied about the movie, here's one. Um, Mark Wahlberg is someone who sets an example of what a Hollywood A-list actor should be. Uh, this movie looks like it's going to be good. Can't wait to watch it. Here's another one. 
Well done, Mark Wahlberg and everyone involved. Looking forward to seeing it in Ireland, Semper Fidelis. Here's another one. Um, not a fan of Mark Wahlberg, but now I am. Love the story. Love his acting. Love his faith and contribution to his community. And love Mel Gibson. Here's another one. I'm not Catholic, but it seems like I could become one because I was this character, Father Stewart, and still have a tendency to act like that. Thank you, God, for second and third chances. Here's another one. I'll be there. This is going to be an ugly cry, but in a dark theater, so I'll make it through. We all have pain, how we view our suffering. If we cannot only accept it, but make it a beautiful gift to God, then we have done what we can. I need an inspirational movie like this right now. When my problems are pounding me relentlessly, other people have, wa- have, fa- have faced worse than I have. Here's another one. Father Stu was such a remarkable man, a priest, and a friend of mine. Here's another one. Thank you, Mark Wahlberg. We can't have enough Catholic movies. Looking forward to seeing it. Here's another one. I'm Pentecostal, but this trailer really spoke to my heart, especially as someone in leadership. I love the line about not ministering because of his condition. Sometimes people expect us to be perfect, but they fail to acknowledge we are made perfect in our weakness because of God. Here's another one. Really captivating. I'm glad of its presentation for everyone. They've left it for they've left it for just the more holy faithful, or no, they could have left it for just the more the more holy faithful. But I'm excited for its impact. Let's get on fire, Catholics, and everybody else. Here's another one. Looks like it's going to be a very inspirational and uplifting movie. I can't wait. Here's another one. This movie's coming out at such an appropriate time in our lives. I can't wait to see it. This is such a good reminder to keep fighting the good battle. Thank you. Another one. Wow. Looks amazing. Can't wait to see it, Mark. Thank you for doing this. I will share this with everyone so they can see the movie. Here's another one. As a Protestant Christian, I say, this looks awesome. Can't wait to see it. Another person. Got it marked on my calendar already. I love it when Catholic actors come out and put out a good religious Catholic movie centered around Jesus Christ. God bless them. Here's another one. I'm a disabled Catholic, and my daughter of 12 is showing significant signs of the same diseases as Father Stewart. I look forward to seeing this. Uh, my disability can make movie going challenging, but I will be there. Here's another one. Happy Lent and Ash Wednesday, everyone. I love being Catholic. The, the movie looks great. I can definitely tell I'm going to love this, this one. Love you, Mark. I heard Mark goes to Mass daily. I normally listen to Mass daily, but now that, I'm, that, I'm, that I moved, I'm going to start going daily more, especially for Lent. Here's another one. Finally, a movie out of Hollywood I actually want to watch. This looks wonderful. I'm a proud Catholic and happy to see others in the public eye standing up to represent the beauty of our faith. 
another one. I'm so excited about this movie. Really can't wait. God bless you, Mel Gibson and, and Mark Wahlberg and all the crew. Hugs from Mexico. So, uh, yes, uh, when you go to the official trailer of Father Stew, official trailer, there is 160,296 views. So uh, this movie is going to have a big impact. You can see that people are excited about something so powerful, something so inspirational, and something so Catholic as this movie. So, well, support good Catholic movies. They even support Protestant movies uh, from good Protestant, uh, you know, production companies that put out a good me- good movie with a, with a good Bible message, with, with a good gospel theme. Support these movies. And... Uh, Try to minimize supporting these these uh, these uh, uh, profane secular movies that just tear down our faith. Hey, that's a wrap. My name is Jesse Romero. I'll be back on tomorrow with Terry Barbell. He'll be back on. Remember, we're called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. Uh, we were born to stand out. Set yourself apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. You were not made to fit in. You were born to stand out. And the only thing that we're going to be pushing here at Virgin Most Powerful, we're not going to push the vax. We're going to push the blood of Jesus. And the only virus I want to talk about is the virus of sin. Remember, know your faith, live your faith, spread your Catholic faith, live in a state of grace, don't live in a state of mortal sin, pray a rosary every day, receive the Eucharist as often as possible, read the the, the mass readings every day. Remember, prayer and fasting, especially during this time of Lent, This is the only way you can drive out some demons. And let's make sure you go to monthly confession, remain in a state of grace. Make sure America, wake up America, don't hit the snooze button, Jesus is coming back. Global warming alert, Jesus is coming, are you ready? Make sure before you die, you leave it all out on the field. God bless you, keep the faith, see you tomorrow, same Christ time, same Christ channel.